Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Uh, a new exhibition uh, now opening Kilmainham Jail Museum marks a rather grim centenary. On this day, 100 years ago, the first executions took place of the Civil War. Brian Crowley is the curator of that exhibition. It's called I am, uh, I'm, uh, I'm to Die for Ireland. Uh, afternoon, Brian. Good afternoon, Sean. Uh, who, who were the four people who were executed on this day 100 years ago? Uh, they were uh, there were four young men: Peter Cassidy, James Fisher, John Gafty, and Richard Tuig. Uh They were four young working class men, actually from literally from the parish. They were all from around uh, the James's Street area. Right. And how old were they? Uh, the youngest was uh, the youngest were nineteen. The other uh, two were twenty and twenty one. God, they're bar- yeah. barely grown up. There. And and what were the charges against them that that uh, merited executing them? Uh, they uh, were charged with the illegal possession of revolvers. Okay. Now that the, the and, and the way it was done, as I understand it, it, it seemed quite. You know, no one knew this was going to happen in advance. No, there, there seems to have been very little. Like the the legislation had been brought in, there had been a lot of talk about the fact that the free state were going to start executing their enemies uh, on on the anti treaty side. But uh, we have a letter on display uh, from. I suppose a comrade of theirs who was imprisoned. Initially, they were held in Wellington Barracks, which is where uh, Griffith College is now on the South Circular Road. And he describes how they were having breakfast together and then the four men were taken away. And he said the next he knew about it was reading about their execution uh, in the evening papers that that Friday. So uh, mm-hmm. uh, it all seems it all happened very, very quickly. Uh, their family, like we have some of their last letters, but none of their family were uh, uh, allowed to come and see them and say goodbye. But so did they know that at some point they were going to be executed? They had been charged, yeah. So they'd been sentenced to be executed. But, you know, the, the execution itself, the date, it just seemed to all happen very, very, very quickly. Yeah. And do we know what the method of execution was? Uh, it was by firing squad. Yeah. Now, you do have some letters that, that, that they wrote. And uh, who were those letters written to? Um, we have we've uh, two of the original letters, uh, uh, and we have the, the text of, of all four survive. And these are letters written to their mothers, uh, and they're just absolutely heartbreaking mm-hmm. um, because you know, as we mentioned, that they're, they're very young um, uh, boys, really, uh, and they're they're writing these letters, uh, aware that they're not going to be able to see them. Um, and one in particular that always gets me is James Fisher's, because. At that stage, you know, there's almost nearly a tradition of last letters after 1916, War of Independence, and, that, and there's a kind of an attitude you're supposed to adopt, you know, where, you know, they're saying they're happy to die for Ireland, and, you know, it's a great thing to be so prepared for your death. But James Fisher, and the same with Peter Cassidy, they, they keep returning to the fact that if only I could see you again, or if, if only you could have been here with me, or, you know, that we could have said goodbye properly. Um, and, and essentially, in these letters, what you see is a boy who wants his mother. And uh, I suppose that's something that most people can relate to. Yeah. They, uh, did they, uh, and in those letters, did they make it? And because, uh, you know, the, uh, one of them uh, does say, I am to die for Ireland uh, and yeah. uh, adopts that uh, adopts that mindset, I suppose, that you were referring to. But was it any, did any of them reference the fact that I suppose this is slightly different? This wasn't, you weren't going to be executed by the British. These are your own fellow countrymen who are going to pull the trigger. 
No, and um, and interestingly, um, Richard Tuig, his letter, um, the the version that we have is uh, was reproduced in uh, the Public Naharan, which was a uh, an anti treaty news sheet or newspaper, and he says that he had nothing against the men who are about to execute them. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, there's no there's no kind of overt reference to that other than that they feel that they are dying on the right side. Um, in the Civil War. Yeah. And, and P- Peter Cassidy particularly, that, there was a, a lot of tragedy visited upon that family. Yeah. Um, the uh, members of his family very generously donated not just his last letter, but uh, also a letter written to his parents six years before. Uh, coincidentally, it was written on the 11th of November 1916, so two years to the day before the end of the, the First World War, because he had been uh, a comrade of one of their older sons, Thomas, who had joined uh, the the British Army and had fought in the First World War and went missing in, op- in uh, action at Ypres in July of 1916. Uh, and he's, he's writing this letter again, kind of just, it's a, similar actually to the Foley letter where he's describing, you know, what he knew of Thomas Cassidy's last days and what might have happened to him. And at that stage, they're still ho- holding out hope that he might have been in a prisoner of war camp. Uh, with the Germans at the time, um, but it's just that idea that you know this family, these two major events in uh, I suppose in the story of Ireland, the, the First World War and the Civil War, and in both of them, uh, tragedy is is uh, uh, falls upon them, um, yeah. and, and the idea of like losing two sons in in a matter of years is uh, again it's these other these very human stories which really makes it heartbreaking. Yeah, and I suppose, and, and something perhaps we forget, I, it was 100 years ago, how many people in total were executed? Um, yeah, there's a, uh, I, I used to say 77, but now the, the, the 81 is the, is the, uh, is now being mentioned in relation to, and that's just state executions. Mm. So in addition then you have what I would call extrajudicial uh, shootings uh, by the Free State Army, and then on the other side as well, you had summary killings uh, by of Republicans of Free State, um, uh, Free State figures or people on the Free State side, but also you know kind of relatives of so you know relatives of W. T. Cosgrave and Kevin O'Higgins' father, you know, were also shot. So um, there's you know there's an awful lot of kind of kind of fairly vicious killing going on in the country at the time. Yeah, indeed. Uh, Brian, thanks a million for speaking with us today. That was Brian Crowley there. He's the curator of that exhibition called I Am To Die For Ireland, Civil War Executions in Kilmainham Jail. That's in Kilmainham Jail Museum right now. And uh, there's no entrance free as well, by the way. So it's uh, anyone can go along uh, to that. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2 p.m. On News Talk.